Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Shelter Sportcast is live from Backchat Studios. The original, the OGs are back in the in the seats. Mark Reddings, Will Scofield coming at you. G'day, Skeet. How are you, mate? Uh, very well, Scoey. You look a little flat today. I just sense there's a little bit of a, I don't know, a, a period where you, you wish you'd could go back to some yesterday and think, well, have this morning in because your Minnesota Vikings got absolutely <laughs> poleaxed by the Dallas Cowboys this morning. What? Uh, as soon as I saw that, I thought, oh, Scully's going to be in a shite mood. I wonder, I wonder where you're going with that because I was thinking, oh, I got sunburn on the weekend. I had too many beers on Saturday. Where were you taking me? But Minnesota, that's right. They got absolutely smashed by Dallas. What were you doing on the weekend? Uh, yeah, I went to the races, uh, railway stakes, big day. How'd you uh, go? Yeah, I, I probably lost or broke even as I say to my wife every time I come home. I'll tell you what though, lucky I had uh, a couple of friends pick me up and take me home about seven o'clock because, oh, uh, you know, I was, I don't know what happened. I, like, I had a couple, I didn't eat, that probably didn't help, but uh, I was, I was, uh, Gonski. I, I was cooked at about 7.30, so I, um, yeah, I backed uh, Alaskan God in the railway stakes that I think it's still running. Uh, and uh, congratulations <laughs> to Tricks of the Trade, uh, Troy Turner, Colin Webster, well played. And I was in bed about 8 o'clock and my wife uh, said, in a, in a nutshell, you're a disgrace. Yeah, very good. Well, she's spot on there. That, <laughs> that was the Southern River Band. The boys will be playing the 2nd of December, not far away from their live gig down at Shelter Brewing Co., part of their national tour. DJ Genga, will, he will be naked. Don't worry about that. If he's not naked... I want a refund, Shelter. I will say that. Tickets are available still on the website. There's not many left. I did speak to the boys during the week. Shelterbrewing.com.au. You can listen to us as a podcast. Watch us on YouTube. Shelterbrewing.com.au. Send us an email. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. We'd love to get your emails and talk a bit of shit with you. Let's get into it. Uh, some big moments of, uh, of not the round, of uh, the week just gone, the weekend just gone. I want to start with the big one. The World Cup's underway. Qatar two days out from the games they've pulled the beers from the stadiums what is going on over there and seriously Budweiser you think they're going to go to town on a legal sense and imagine if you've gone over there in all seriousness as an English supporter or an Australian whatever nationality and you want to go to the football 
and have a have a bud or a beer of any description, uh, given they sponsor, I'm sure it'll be Budweiser. But you can't two days out the. It's not the royal family, certainly the ruling part family over there has decided no, and it is an Islamic state, so obviously alcohol is, if not prohibited, it's it's difficult to obtain. And it, imagine, I think it's twenty dollars a pint at the minimum. I've been watching this on social, so the cheapest that I've I've seen seventeen dollars fifty Australian. Okay. Yep. Which I mean, if you went to a decent place here in Australia, you'd probably get a craft. Not certainly not a shelter, but fourteen some sort of fourteen fifteen dollar range for a really you know expensive beer. So seven eight fifty is not out. They're not paying two hundred dollars for a beer. No, but it's like I went to Singapore uh, briefly to explain that, and I went to an Irish bar, and it was about that about seventeen dollars a pint. My mate and I saw this place across the road. It was really busy. We went in there. Um, Got something a, a pint for about seven or eight dollars. Only problem was after th- two, well, about ten minutes, we realised it was actually um, a place of ill repute. Um, it said no, <laughs> seriously. So there were there were ladies of the night in there. Hence, you had the the cheap drinks, cheap beers. Yeah, and you know what the place was called? In all seriousness, I didn't know where I was until about an hour later. Uh, the, the the four floors of whores. That's what, was, that's what it was called in Singapore. And I'm Dad, Dad's got his head down. <laughs> I'm having some beers. I think this is good. Uh, about six hours later, we left. It was uh, really that's good That's like night. going to the casino. You sit on the tables, you get your free beers, and they take your money for free. It's great. Yeah, well, anyway. so it, But expensive, yeah. Uh, the beer stories uh, had some legs, but uh, I think you can go to a fan zone in the city of Doha and... and and have a, a beer, but gee, that's it's thirty degrees. It's winter, and it's still bloody hot there. So that's that's a tough ask for for football fans at the World Cup. Would it surprise you if I told you that uh, I'm just having a quick look? I just found it before. How many how many tickets do you think have been sold to this World Cup? Oh, n- I need to give you a ballpark. I, uh, I chucked it in. I'll say guess fifty percent of the tickets. No, in terms of how many have actually. Oh, been, how many? Yeah. Oh no, you got me. Um, I believe it's 2.95 million tickets, and so the the biggest was last was it Russia? The Russia World Cup? 2018, 2.6 sold there. They've sold 2.95 before the World Cups even started. Does That's, that surprise you? Most oh, ever, most ever. Yeah, well, considering the, the the I guess the the lifestyle in Qatar and what the yeah the, the parameters and all that, but that's that's if, massive. If you were choosing one to go to, it wouldn't be Qatar. No, it? it wouldn't. I mean. And Russia even probably line ball, but when it's in Europe, I think there's that that real yeah. flavour. And so, yeah, but I'm a bit like you. If it was say it was it was in England one year, that'd just be heaven on a stick to go over there and be part of that that atmosphere. Absolutely. Now we we're both saying, look, well, there's no hiding the fact here. Look, we're not. Um, we had Chris Coyne in the podcast yep. Friday, who was excellent. I might add, with some very very high level knowledge. Neither of you possess that sort of knowledge. We, we, we don't possess that sort of knowledge. No, we're very basic on that front. But I guess most people listening to this, unless you're an absolute aficionado and follow the, the round ball game religiously, you're probably going to be a bit like us. Know enough to to watch it with interest, and we are interested in it. But yes. yeah, I mean, the specifics, I suppose, uh, a bit beyond us. So I was looking at the Australian squad. Yep. I mean, I like it's a bloody young. It's a bloody young team. There's there's blokes born in. I think there's a couple in the two thousands in there. Yeah. Uh, there's there's ninety eight, ninety seven. This is. I was feeling bloody old looking at it. Um, uh, Martin Boyle, who is an attacker who's playing for Australia, he's ruled out for injury. Uh, Marco Tilio replaces him. It's a pretty big loss for Australia, who lacks a fair bit of attacking prowess anywhere. Yeah, of course. And look, that was the concern. And even as Corny said, 26-man squad, we've got a few injury concerns heading into the tournament. As it is, we scrambled to get through the qualifiers to get to this point. In fact, I looked uh, today. Australia, I believe, are $5, paying $5 
not to score in the World Cup, which is an indictment if that happens, that we can't get it. Well, look, wow. France should take care of us on Wednesday night. I think that's a – or Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. That's probably you – know, you know, they're the world champions. But Tunisia, a winnable match, you'd think. They've only won twice at World Cup level. Denmark, going to be difficult. We're going to have a look at a bit of a review, a bit of a preview of what's coming up. I'm going to get some tips out of you, Skeet, even though you're not the biggest expert, and you and I are going to go head-to-head with some tips later yep. on in the episode. Um, Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, Shelter Footycast. Now, there is a bit going on in other sports before we get into this World Cup breakdown. The men and the women of Australia win the uh, Rugby League World Cup. There was another World Cup going on, and the bloody Aussies won it. Yeah, well, we took on Samoa, which in itself was quite extraordinary because they had an amazing victory over England in the semi-final, and that was just a, a massive upset. Because when you think of Rugby League, unlike rugby, where there's a better spread of talent across the world. I think you think of the nations, I mean, South Africa and um, Argentina. I think in rugby league, it's not as played extensively around the world. Australia, England, New Zealand. They're primarily your three nations. So Samoa to get to the final. Of course, they had a few Penrith Panthers in that that lineup. So it was a heavily, there was an Australian flavour, certainly an NRL flavour to it. Uh, Far too good, the Aussies in the final. What about, so uh, my my ignorance, but uh, their version of the Haka. So that's, yep. um, I don't know what it's called, but... That was incredible for the grand final. So uh, the two lads, uh, and one of them used to play for Melbourne Storm, who's very good, very, very, probably the best player in the NRL, were t- touching... Yes, noses. Noses. Yeah. At before the game. And then like, held it for five or six seconds, stopped, gave each other a, like, gave each other a hug. Like, that's it was respect. In, yeah. Like, I was, I was pumped up watching it. It's great, isn't it? That, yeah. And that's, that's what, I guess... Munster. Yes. Cameron Munster, was it? Yeah, so he's an absolute uh, gun. But to have that as, as a prelude to a final like that, I mean, it just doesn't happen in, say, Aussie rules. Just There's not that, that cultural um, background that, that really resonates I, with footy fans. I reckon it almost... I almost reckon you wouldn't trust, like, Aussie guys to... Two Aussie <laughs> blokes to... Seriously, like... It's just some carry-on when you go out. When you travel, Aussies are always the worst behaved. I don't reckon you could trust the respect levels between Aussie teams. They're not punching on or having a no. fight or something. Well, that's why. I mean, the closest we've seen to anything that... I can't even... Look, the Adelaide Crows in the grand final with the, the Power Ranger stuff, that's about as good as we've, we've seen, or the closest we've seen, you know... <laughs> the Power Stance or the Power... Was it Power Ranger? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it... it power. Th- thank you, Dan, and happy birthday for yesterday. And still... A, well, okay, smart. Happy, happy ha- birthday, happy birthday, Dan. Very good. Yeah, he's still chipping in when he doesn't doesn't need to. Perth Scorchers, uh, the girls, the WBBL was on. They just got knocked out. They were defending champs. Yeah, beaten twice in two days. Renegades stars, and yesterday the Renegades and under our good friend Duckworth Lewis and. Stern? <laughs> You've forgotten his name already. Oh, you didn't know it. No, I'm pretty sure it was Stain or Stern. But anyway, you're the bloke <laughs> that you um, have referred to. That's just cruel them here. Well, we went down by six wickets. End of the day, uh, two for 46 off eight overs. We had the Renegades four for 15. But as Shelly Nitsky said, who's you know off to do the national program, we just didn't play good enough cricket for long enough. When you think of Beth Mooney, first ball duck, Sophie Devine, 24 of 22, just didn't really get the job done. Even though Beth finished the season with 434 runs, the most in the league, um, what about Erica Kershaw, uh, 34 from 18. She played the winning knock for the Renegades. So the Scorchers, defending champs. And it just shows you, Scoey, in all seriousness, winning back-to-back at at a good level, gee, it's tough. Yeah, absolutely. I, that's what I was thinking just as you were speaking was you know, trying to back it up as the champs. You're just always the hunted. And so people don't... I, 
I think less probably uh, people don't appreciate how hard it is. I think uh, people, um, you know, don't appreciate appreciate how you know good it is to back it up or to go three in a row. Oh, like yeah. these teams that have turned into a dynasty to be able to just win and win and win. You think about. You know, in the, in the rugby league, Melbourne Storm. You know, Richmond of late have done it. In Penrith the just did it. Penrith just done it. You know, like these sort of sides, it, it it's so bloody hard. And, and the and the the competitiveness, the, the the margin for error. You know, we're talking minor percentages between you know losing a player, just Correct. A, a ten minute spell in a game. Which yeah, there's just so many areas, and that's why you're saying that you're hunted. Or is the the hunger level for the team that's won it? So just going back to your situation, mm. from eighteen to nineteen, it's just a touch off because of the the, the belly's full, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, m- maybe. Um, yeah, it's always that you know premiership hangover gets you know thrown around. I I really don't think it's that wouldn't be the overriding factor. Yes, yeah, certainly it's an, there's an element. But you find other ways to motivate yourself. You know, for us, you know, particularly in 2019, we had guys like uh, Brad Shepard, Andrew Gaff, Nick Nananui, guys that had missed out the year before. So I think that was a big motivating factor. So you can get motivated in different ways, not just winning that first premiership. It, but it's a lot of things that flow into each other. Talking about the AFL, you know, I woke up today and I, I just had this overwhelming feeling of dread. Like, I, I, and it was honestly, I, I, I could not place it. And you know what day it is? It's the first day of preseason. And yeah. I reckon after 14 years in the AFL system, it's just ingrained in my body to know when the start of preseason is and the first day. Because they'll be doing a 2K time trial right now. Isn't it just the first of four years today, though, yeah, in the West Coast, for instance? Yeah, but they'll have them back. Don't worry. They'll be ter- so, blokes like Shannon Hearn, well, he'll come back early yeah. as they did. This year, it's optional. Year. So basically, you get a message out because they're, they're not allowed to um, they're not allowed to communicate with players. So basically, um, in, in in the off season, um, clubs clubs can't but, but can, clubs can't request them to come in. And, no, but can you get in touch with the players strength can, and conditioning and to initiate? Can, yeah, but the strength and conditioning coach couldn't say to me, "Hey, did you do that eight hundred meters on on the weekend?" Not allowed okay. to. Okay, so that's that's mandated by the CBA. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, so what happens with these ones is it's always funny in footy clubs because, you know, the AFL, it's sort of the message goes around the playing group. Hey, boys, we're back. It'll be from one of the young boys who's been told by someone else to put it into the group. Uh, welcome down anytime if you want to come down and train. It's always better to get down there. It's I, the, the, I'm waiting. I haven't seen the West today, but I always wait for the article. Oh, you know, Shannon Hearn wants to you know, make a jump on his opposition. It's just bloody easier. You get down there, you've got players you can have a kick with. You're going to have to go do the work anyway. At some stage. So, so these blokes that you see back early, don't, just don't don't think that that's them trying to get a leg up on the comp or doing extra. If they weren't doing it there, they'd be at another oval. They'd yeah. be at another oval somewhere else. Like everyone's training the entire off season. Yeah. It's just when the young guys are back, it's like, well, may as well go in. The boys are there. Go in, do your training, piss off. I heard a bit of a bit of a whisper that the likes of Campbell Chesser and maybe a few others went to Bali for a health retreat. Now that might be right, might be wrong. You might be able to uh, tell me whether I that's... don't know names, but there was boys over there at a at a. Um, it's like an intensive, um, less of a health retreat and more of a workout camp. Yep. So I think we'll see more and more of this happen over the next few years. We've definitely seen individual players do it. They go to America. They don't no, do that much anymore, the altitude stuff, do they? No, not altitude, but I know our very own Hamish Brayshaw went over to the States um, in his second off-season. Just to, that, that is a leg up on the competition. That's taking 
everyone has a program to do in their own time, right? Um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, usually running days. Um, go away, do it, get it done. Uh, when you start traveling and you go and outsourcing people to train you, that's getting a leg up on some of the competition. So I think there was some West Coast guys over there. Um, Jordan DeGoe, he's been over there. I've seen a lot of social media action from Motel him. Mexicola. Surprise, surprise. I went there a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago. <laughs> Did I, did you? I did go there, my wife and my daughters, and they were dancing. Were you having a nice dinner and they just turned the place into a big nightclub? No, no, we went somewhere else, Scoey, and then we thought, well, the girl, my daughter's, my daughter's 21, so yes. of course she wanted to go there. So went there and uh, saw Adam Reynolds with his shirt off, who's a you know NRL star. And what were, um, what were you doing there? I was just having a drink, seriously. Just having a drink at the end of the night. Were you on the, were you on the t- what? tables? I was on the table dancing. Dance there? floor for about five minutes. And were got, you? Got a bit crowded for me, Scully. So I just, uh, <laughs> I got a bit claustrophobic with all these uh, numpties up there. So I thought I'll just uh, vacate and let. No, but anyway, Motel Mexico. We have diverted from what we're talking about, but you're right. Pre season training. Pre season, yes. And uh, look, as I say, I heard Bali was on the agenda. And um, yeah, as you say, it's a beautiful day outside today. And I'm sure the excitement level amongst some of those young blokes would be, I mean, first or fourth year, you're, yep. you're jumping out of your skin, aren't you? Yeah, correct. Um, saw another article in the West saying that Luke Chewy had done his calf, which is correct, but they were probably a, f- a fair bit off the um, running with timings, actually, which was quite humorous. Go, go, well, hang on. So how, how far off are they? Oh, like, you know, it, it did it a little while ago. Um, yeah, so they, they were reporting as if it had just happened. It hasn't just happened. And my spies tell me that he was uh, just relaxing by the pool at Crown yesterday. He was in, in after tra- serving at the a Stitch in Time, another one of a friend of the family, oh, Greg Hyde. Yes. Greg Hyde, good it, man. Yep, so Luke was a, a server there. But yeah, Luke did a small calf. It wasn't a wasn't a big one. Um, it, was a, it was a small one. I think people have a perception of Luke Shuey that he's getting you know, a lot of soft tissue, tissue injuries. And now you're going to say, well, he has, right? And you know what? I, I did a, a piece on radio yesterday, and I, before I went in, I wanted to discuss Luke Shuey and, and the captaincy, which was always bubbling given um, his injuries. I was surprised that he played 17 games this year. That's Bec- what I was about to say. Because yeah. in my head, I thought, yeah, he's lost, uh, missed a lot of footy, started the year a little late because of an injury. And I thought, oh, if I was guessing, I would have said, you know, 12, 10, 12 games. He played 17. Yeah, he missed three in the middle and he missed a bit at the start. I yeah. think that's about it. Well, but it, isn't that the perception that he, he was hardly out there? So that, yeah, hands up. I, 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 I was wrong on that front. But are we wrong in thinking that, He's a, is he a certainty to captain next season? That, that's, I guess, what's bubbling around at the moment. I don't, I don't think so. Like, I, I, probably um, some insight for what happens at West Coast. So, yes, there's been guys, you know, Darren Glass, Shannon Hearn. You know, Shannon Hearn wins a premiership in 2018. He's probably not going to lose the f- premiership. Uh, sorry, he's probably not going to lose the captaincy in 2019. It's a pretty much laid down as there. But every year, um, the club does vote on the captaincy. So, yes, it, it is... Up for grabs. Do you, in Luke's case, because of his well, he's played seventeen games this year. Does the incumbent have a say if he says, "Look, you know, obviously, if he wants to step down, he'll step down," or he just? Do you think he'll just put his hat in the ring and see what happens? No, I think I think it's all a, a conversation. Yep. Um, you got to have conversations, not only with the players. Like, yes, that's the well. I, some sometimes it would seem like the players' vote wasn't as important, but that should be the most important vote, the yeah. players' vote, right? Like, you know, yes, there's a lot of other things, marketing in the board and the relationship with the coach, and you know, you, you're basically the public face other than the, the head coach. So um, you need to be able to do all that, plus play consistent footy, plus not probably be injured, um, the leadership element, all of that. But if your players want you to lead them, I think that's the most important element. So... Even though he'll probably get that, Luke Shuey, does every other box get ticked? 
I don't know. I don't know where it sort of sits. There's there's different things like our players ready to come in and, and captain underneath him as well. Um, I still think Luke Shuey would be a very good captain, and if he continues to do that, it'll be good for West Coast. And if he doesn't, well, there's probably a couple of boys in the in the realms as well. Yeah, I think if he puts his hands up, hand up, should I say to to, to continue? I don't see any reason uh, why he shouldn't. I mean, that if he does this year, 2023, I'm saying that might be his. He's last year, and then whether it's Tom Barris or, or an Oscar Allen or Liam Duggan, whoever it is, I think that's going to be a decent transition. But either way, it's not going to be you know the end of the world if he hands over the captaincy. To finish off, uh, the week before he did his calf, I had some multiple reports that he was running as good as he's ever run, as fit as he's ever been. So little calves like this, they can come up if you overload or you don't quite get your training loads correct, but you can get over them pretty quickly, calves. So if he can get back to that, I think it's a positive for West Coast. And Luke sure will be fit and firing. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, Shelter Footycast. That was the footycast, Shelter Sportcast. <laughs> you say you can get over a calf quickly. I did a calf muscle, seriously. I played a game of social netball. <laughs> Going back a couple of years ago, seriously, still, and it's still no against good. my like it was a, the husbands against the wives, and I started on my missus, and I thought I'm going to absolutely do the Dermot Brereton, you know, <laughs> just get the chest out, and maybe even the 1989 just Yates just runs through and maybe take one out. Um, I've gone off the line, the whistle's blowing within three steps, pop, no. done the calf, it's blo- the black. Right in the back end of my car. I was out. I was on crutches. I was out for, for eight weeks. I, I was eight, I was out for that long with that's the car. So so don't even say calves. There's uh, something to get easily get to recover that's from. That's crap. So bloody good to hear. Jeez. <laughs> Social netball. A sniper up in the stands against you, you against your wife. That is as good as it gets, oh, Mark. Readings. Pathetic, you individual readings. World Cup review preview. Shelter sport cast. We had our first game. Just gone. Qatar, Ecuador. Uh, 2-0 to Ecuador in the end. Um, it was a full stadium to start with. Uh, after the second goal in about the 34th minute, uh, people started leaving. There was a huge chant that went out saying, we want beer. We want Are you beer. serious? I'm serious. We want beer. And half the stadium left before full time. Wow. Yeah. And also a bit of history because I believe first time in 92 years that the host nation has lost their opening game really? at a World Cup. What? No, no one in 92 years has... The first, then I was yeah, I think that's I think that's right. Yeah, ninety two years. I read that, and so uh, Katay. And you got to think when you go back to whether it's Japan or, or the, the places that have hosted the World Cup. There's always been a bit of a, a romance factor about the host nation going well, and and performing above expectations, perhaps, and, and winning matches. With Qatar, I'm just not sure there's that that you know feeling of of love for you know given the. The, the human rights set up yes. there as as to whether they've they've got a lot of emotional support oh, from from countries visiting. Maybe not everyone else, but they certainly did inside the stadium. Of course, like their, their own fans were going absolute bananas. It was if you get to see any highlights, there was some you know great noise. Uh, Enna Valencia, he scored both of the goals uh, with a brace. Should have been a hat trick. He scored in the third minute of the game, but it was denied controversially. Um, it's taken three minutes to get into the controversy due to technology. So uh, soccer's got a, a VAR system, which the referees use from time to time to confirm or deny offsides or penalties or things like Goals, that. Yep, yep. Right, so <clears throat> three minutes in, um, that comes about. The VAR, VAR gets called and it gets denied due to an offside, which was a very controversial one at that. Uh, it was a player's foot that was offside. His his body was well onside, and his and his right foot was offside. wasn't affecting the play. It was off. It was sort of off the ball, 
and people were blowing up about it. But the biggest one, I think, that makes people blow up about things like this is when they can't see for themselves. So in this World Cup, there's a thing called the uh, semi-automated offside technology. And that's right, Ski. That is SAOT. SAOT. Semi- semi-automated automated offside technology. technology. It sounds like uh, a machine gun out of the United States. So, it? so, so it's making its debut in this tournament using a dozen cameras positioned around each of the newly completed stadium to track players' bodies in detail. But the first decision ignited a fierce controversy because, one, it was a tough call. But the big one was it took 10 minutes for the 3D graphic to reveal the moment the player was offside. So it wasn't a quick call. It wasn't done and dusted. Uh, it was a bit of a shit show. And so I think when people can't see it for themselves, that's what creates the controversy. My, my question is, it's making its debut at this tournament. Now, I'm it not sure exist. if you know the answer. It does exist. But where has it been used previously? I don't know exactly that's, I, that's why I asked you that question. But, uh, gee, that's a... Can you see that? I can see it. So it, that took 10 minutes to come up. And you can see his right foot is offside. And the ball is inbound here. He's not even near the ball. And so people were blowing up about it. Gary Neville was going off his head. I heard Alan Shearer was spewing up on <laughs> like all, all the old boys were cracking the sad. So anyway, that's uh, first game in the books, 92-year record. That's not great. But it was still a good level of um, soccer played. I watched the highlights. It was, it was decent. A couple of other issues coming up, though, as we preview a bit of the games coming up. We'll get into France and Australia in a second. England have repeatedly, um, before this World Cup, spoken about a desire and a wish to wear a rainbow armband. And there's a few other teams, especially European teams, that want to do the same thing to show... Is, is that just because they're playing Qatar? Yes, and uh, not against Qatar, but no, in no, Qatar, yeah. and to show respect uh, for diversity. Yep. But that's basically the reason. And uh, there's a lot of controversy about it. And still to the point where FIFA have said you're not to wear it. This is today, they're saying this, and England play tomorrow. And tonight, yep, tonight, and they're they're talking about red and yellow cards. They're talking about banning them from games if they do wear them. So this is this is a day of. This is like the beer. They're still they're still negotiating this, this today. Is out of control, is and, and and even a step further on that, the FIFA bosses came out in a bizarre press conference. What was going on? Yeah, there? talking about the hypocrisy of people and almost defending uh, the way Qatar runs its its business. And look, again, it's it's their. Their country, it is obviously your visitors, but you know, from a human rights position, you know, how, how this how this nation was given, or how this the Middle East uh, was given the, the the right to to hold this event is beyond me. But England, by the way, do take on Iran tonight. First time they've met uh, each other in a, in a World Cup. Decide England should be winning this with Jack Grealish and, and Harry Kane. They are the two guns. Yes. Um, so I, I suspect England will get away to a bit of a flyer here and uh, and record. Their first victory of the tournament. Dollar thirty to win England, yes. and it's a little bit similar to the France uh, Australia picking England. Uh, I am, and but France will be shorter than a dollar twenty nine. I'm guessing. Dollar twenty five. Oh, really? Okay, so a little bit shorter. But that's um, but that's given the Socceroos, you know, some credit, isn't it? Yes. What I would love that, Daniel. Okay. <laughs> 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 I don't mind backing against Australia for a dollar get get a decent price. Yeah, so I mean that's what's going on over in the World Cup. There's still a bit of controversy, but hopefully we get into the soccer because that's what we want to we see. We want to see a good month of football. Correct, don't we? correct. So France play Australia. Um, they start against France the same as they did in 2018, and they only lost two one. Look, I, I know that the odds say this, and five dollars to not score a goal in the whole tournament. Um, 
some of their players are coming out. So Conte, who, who just moved to Liverpool last season um, on a $65 million deal, if you don't mind, Skate. Don't worry about that $1.25, $1.29. Old Conte doesn't care either. He was asked in a press conference yesterday, um, one, is he looking forward to playing Australia? Any dangerous players? Do you know any of them? He said, no, not at all. This is a like, quote. No, not at all. I don't know any of them. He's a bloke that's about to... So I, I hear stuff like that. It's great. Yeah, but I hear stuff like that and I just think, geez, it'd be fucking good Oh, to of course. Him. Like how good with like the hey, arrogance. Yeah. Well, I did say this on Friday with Coiny. You did. The French, the arrogance. And and there'd be nothing better. Even to even to, to get a point off them in a draw would be a, a super result. I will just say here, so um Kim Pepe, Pogba, so Paul Pogba, Kante and Kareem Benzema now. Did you say that correctly? Go on. Uh, Correct, because I didn't get any other ones right. Oh, can't tell you, right. Okay. <laughs> I see what you've done there. They're all very, very good players, especially yeah. Pogba and Benzema. They're the best two players. None of them are playing. They're no, all injured. Don't, so, you don't care? No, no, not at all. I mean, I, I'm hoping. I mean, I don't, I'm not hoping that the Australians Correct. get right. I'd love to. I'd be in your corner to see Australia. I'm a dinky dog. I'd love to see them get a, a result in, and, you know, whether it's a draw, uh, whether it's, you know, dare I say it, they. I'm not sure they can roll France, given the talent they still have in their squad. Chris Coyne uh, Friday was was not very hopeful. No, well, that's why the, the market is as it is. So we've said this before, we said it on Friday, to get through to the group, next stage of the Cup Australia has to beat, say, Tunisia. If they could get a draw against France, um, yeah, but I'm just not sure of the fitness of the, the Australian squad. They've got a couple of players and the youth. Um, look, the exuberance of youth can often be... Exciting and and provide plenty of upside, but who are you picking? And what's the score? France <laughs> three, Australia nil. Superits of youth, blah blah blah. <laughs> Bang, bloodbath. I'm look. Oh, don't give us some oh, well, scary. You got to do it, mate. Australia win one nil. You got <laughs> to do it. You got to do it. Sorry, um, France is losing a lot of their key players. I, I just think a bit of arrogance from the big fella. Look, maybe one nil. Maybe that's entitled. Yeah. So you think they can keep a clean sheet against France? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I right. will say, if I'm right, I'll be back bloody here screaming from the top oh, no, of the rooftops. It, it, yeah. Anyway, right, I'm going to throw you some quick quick games. We're not going to go into them. We're not going to break them down because we're not going to be able to. <laughs> that's true. Senegal, <laughs> Netherlands. Oh yeah. oh yeah, the Dutch will win that. Oh yeah. Score three uh, nil. I'm going Dutch two nil. And you know why? Because I don't know anyone from Senegal who plays. Robin Van Persie used to play for the Netherlands. Yeah, well, that's, that's yeah, of course he did. He was a gun. USA, He's not playing anymore. USA v Wales. Uh, we talked about the Welsh. Uh, USA, I think, will be getting the result there. Really? I'm, it, go, I'm, going, I'm going the Welsh. Well, uh, USA on. a favourite? Yeah, well, hang on. I said USA. It was like I was tipping 101 outside of <laughs> Nuffy. Yeah, the USA. They're okay. two, hang on, tight game, USA 237, Wales 3.20, yeah. draw $3. So, yeah, it's a... I'm going Wales for the win. Okay. Gareth Bale to stand up, get it done. Okay, USA to get the, the chocolates from uh, me. Argentina versus Saudi Arabia. No. Argentina $1.14, Skate. Yeah, that's why Lionel Messi, Lionel Messi, his last World Cup campaign will uh, will dominate against... Uh, the Saudis, and they'll, I think they'll get across the line pretty comfortably. Before we, we, we won't go through them all. There was there are some big games coming up. Germany, Japan will be a really good game. Germany are favourites there. Morocco, Croatia. That'll be I think strongly supported here in Perth. Some Croatians yes. locally here in Perth. Lots of them. Yep. Uh, where where do you think people are going to go on 
watch some of these games. You know, like some some of them. Are, so Morocco Croatia is six p.m. WA time. So perfect. Be getting down and getting some shelters into you for that one. But some of these games are twelve, three o'clock. Do you think people locally here in Western Australia will be getting up and watching them? Uh, I think yeah. I think look, obviously, if it's your your nation, I would have thought. I'm just guessing here that the Crown will will be open for that. Business. Um, there'd be. I think there's a bar in Northbridge, the, the Patriot. I think there's a, there's some little bars uh, in that area of, that will certainly cater for those late night uh, spectators. Uh, but yeah, the three AM ones are going to test a lot of people. Including- I, I think it's got real couch vibes about it. I yeah. think it's got the vibes where you should be jumping on, grabbing some shelters, shelterbrewing.com.au, cracking a six pack at home on the couch. Get up at two forty five. Watch the game at three. Back to bed at four thirty. You've drained six shelters. Mrs. doesn't even know you got up, and then you you're fine. You just back at you're at work seven a.m. eight a.m. Could you pull that off? Uh, I'd be honest, it's drinking drinking. Look, I love the shelters, but drinking it, starting that having a drink at three is a it's a it's a task. But I uh, look, I will try and get up for the Australians because it's it's look it's a once every four years, and we've been lucky to get to this one. We've won, been in the past five. Um, the French game. So I've got them winning 3-0, the French. You've got Australia yes. causing a boil over 1-0. That's Absolutely. going to be fascinating. And by the way, Denmark and Tunisia meet in that first game. We're sort of hoping hoping for a draw. So this is in our group? It's yeah, Australia's group. we're hoping for a draw there, aren't we? Because we don't want Tunisia to win. Yep. Uh, we don't want Denmark to win. We're hoping for a draw, I'm nil guessing. All, nil all draw would be nice. Be nice, yeah. Goal so, difference doesn't go anywhere either. Yeah, good point. Okay, very good. Hopefully... Hopefully my Minnesota Vikings have scored, oh, I don't know, six <laughs> touchdowns in the time we've been speaking here on the Shelter Footycast. You can follow us on Instagram, Shelter Footycast. Shelter Sportscast will be happening throughout the World Cup. We're going to go all the way through to the end of the World Cup, which is in December, midway through there. If you want to send us an email, you want to help us along and have a bit of a chat, that'd be great. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Follow us on Instagram. Watch us on YouTube. Listen to us as a podcast. Anything to finish with, Skate? Uh, been fun. Georgia Company, Scoey, and uh, to the 33-year-old, nice work uh, on the, uh, the audio. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.